Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How's it going? Well, it's good to be back, Chris, and it wouldn't be us being back officially if we didn't have some sort of problem. Um, if you are joining the stream again, you're hearing the same intro. Uh, it didn't save our storage or recording. It said there was not enough storage on my computer, so I had to pause the stream and delete a bunch of stuff. So, we're back now. Uh, Chris is back from Cancun. You said you enjoyed it. Great time. Good time. Very good time. Good. I'm glad. It's good to be back, though, of course. So, what we ripped through before was uh, was just FDU. We were talking about them getting out coaching uh, Purdue. That was a travesty. Arkansas coach losing his mind after they beat Kansas. Nick Sirianni move. Um what else did we really hit on? Uh, I mean, we talked about Kansas team. State. Fun team. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, we'll get to you, Chris. You use your college corner anyway, so we'll just get you with the college corner. Um, all right. So I think pretty much where we were at is the Sweet Sixteen. Where we're talking, we were talking about Kansas State. They were they were a fun team. Um, they they beat Kentucky, then beat Michigan State. They they were I think one of the most fun March teams I've watched all year. And I think it was not all but mostly because of Marquise Noel mm-hmm. and the ridiculous numbers that he was putting up. He set I think it was the record with 19 assists. Yep, in that Michigan State game. Insane in a game that went to overtime. That game was nuts. The like the no look alley oop that he threw <laughs> a minute left in overtime. Like that was one of the craziest tournament plays that I've seen the balls to like throw that ball up there no luck with that much time left in the game but yeah that was they were an awesome team i was kind of sad to see them get knocked out completely honest but we'll talk about fau there story. yeah so with this kansas state team you were talking about marquise noel he is now i like especially Especially for me, who hasn't watched a ton of March Madness in in my lifetime, the he's now to the point where if we did that top uh, top five March players again, he might be mm-hmm. on that list just from his excitement level and how much he yeah. he, he put on the floor. Um, and you got to mention uh, Keontae Johnson too, uh, a teammate mm-hmm. of his, the one who caught that no look lob. He uh, collapsed in Florida three years ago, I believe. When he was playing basketball, got a deal uh, from I think it was from Florida that said you can get four million dollars, but you can never play ba- like college basketball again. He declined it, transferred, and now is making himself a story in this March, or made himself a story in this March. So that's just an excellent, a great story, a great storyline for March, and loved loved rooting for them. Your head coach too. Just crazy three seed first year head coach, and they're going. They have a first year head coach. Hmm. Tang. I had no idea. That's uh, yeah, yeah so that's impressive as hell. Um, it just like everything they did in this this tournament was was super impressive and a great a great story for for March. Yeah, it sucked when Keontae Johnson fouled out of that last game. It was like, I feel like. The college fouling should be bumped up to six, just because you know, like you don't want to see guys foul out ever. Honestly, I think it's been a big issue 
for this March specifically that happened to these... Timmy the other night. Yep. Yeah, like I they mean they were down by a million. Breaks beaten off him anyway, but still had a bunch of fouls early. He's just yeah. like sitting on the bench looking sad. And <laughs> he let the kids play. And basketball refs, it's, I mean, we, we see it in the NBA, um, and now we're seeing it in college ball, has, have been, I feel like, a lot more ready to call, blow the whistle, ready to, to call the foul. And that, mm. they can't be refereeing like that when these kids only have five fouls. I remember what, like any of these games, you see they have players in foul trouble, and the list is like three, four deep for both teams. Mm. So it just it's an I guess it it means you got to have more depth you got to coach them better but when when some of these guys are playing it's there there's some ticky tacky fouls that get called and it can ruin a team's momentum and and uh, how they substitute and stuff like that which they need to they need to work on that next next time around. Uh, the the one final I'll say about Kansas State is that. Ending not even being able to get a shot off down three. I was like, when they went down three, had the ball, I was like, oh my god, like here it comes. Noel's gonna hit three. This game's going to overtime. They didn't even get a shot off. Oh, that's always the worst. That was, that was horrible. because yeah, it was such a worst. good game. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Like it was close. No one was up by like more than five or six. Whole game it was back and forth, and then ending like that was like, what are we doing here? It was horrible. Yeah, that's always the worst when the team like, like they can't even get a shot off. It's like, come on, you couldn't yeah. have drawn up something and get a can't even no. get a, a shot up there. I mean, draw up something, just pull up. Like, you know that you have to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Three seconds left, and they're looking to dump the ball off somewhere. But, so that was disappointing, but it was a great game. So Florida Atlantic took that one, the nine seed, all the way to the Elite Four or Final Four, Elite Four. <laughs> it's Pokemon. So. uh... <laughs> sorry um so before we get to i guess we'll, we'll finish up the elite eight real quick uh san diego state took down creighton in a one-point game that i mean just what a sloppy game 56 to 57 way that san diego state plays is not fun to watch at all don't shoot threes when they do they don't make them just like defense and offensive rebounding it works <laughs> It does. Like I, you can't really criticize them, I guess. They're in the Final Four. Man, are they hard to watch. And they were like, Creighton's like the opposite. Like, Creighton can run up 90 points on you and just completely changed the pace of the game and made them play, like, at their level. Creighton shot, like, you know, 3 of 20 from the floor in the second half. It was atrocious. That's how you got to play. That's how you got to make uh you got to make those teams play your t- style of basketball. Yep. And that I mean that's what they're they're clearly successful doing. So, the final Elite 8, I, I guess we have two, but Yukon Gonzaga, there's nothing to talk about besides Yukon is Yukon's back, baby. They uh they just they were blowing them out the whole game. I was yeah, that was a shit kicking. They did the same thing to Arkansas too in the round earlier. To everybody. This is the most dominant run since uh, Baylor, probably even more dominant than that. It's like 2018 Villanova, probably. It's like no one even looks like they belong on the floor with them. No, and they're they're a smart basketball team. Like you can see the plays working and just like the open the open layups, the open threes. Um, everyone knows their role there, and that the coach Dan Hurley, he 
he's an intense dude. They were they were Nuts. up by by thirty, <laughs> and he's screaming, "What the f are you doing out there?" Um, and you would you would expect they'd be down by ten. Hmm. Right. Yeah, they're like oh. they're just so deep, and it's like everyone on the team can score. Like they'll put in like four bench guys, and they still don't look like they've missed a beat. You can kind of tell when they're playing like playing confident. Because that Gonzaga game, like, it was almost like they smelled blood in the water. The pace of the game just got ridiculous. And they were running up and down, like, shooting threes in transition, getting stops. And that game was, like, they were up at halftime. And the first five minutes of the second half, it was was over. They completely put Gonzaga out of the game. They were up by, like, 20 after five minutes. Oh yeah, they they was it was done because you're right. They they Gonzaga came it came in close a little bit at the end of the first, but your, that second half was just a pure domination. The I was listening to Dan Hurley on Pardon My Take, and he they did a great interview with him, and he was talking about how and what you just mentioned. These bench guys come in and they're ready to go. They're they're scoring like everybody else, and that's because they they they're a lot of them are transfers that came in. And he, uh, on the part of my take, he said that the, the reason, what he preached to them was we can go out there and win a national championship or you can go to some small school and put up a bunch of points. So that's a great, great way to recruit and a great, great way to get some great bench pieces. I love uh, San, Sanego. Am I saying that right? Like that. It's not Sunoco. I know that. That's the gas station. It's, is it snow go? No go. Well, either way, Maybe something like that. I I, I just think he's, he's a stud. Yeah, he's incredible. No, he, he's uh in Ramadan right now. Yes. Yep. Just Fasting. about to mention that. So he hasn't he doesn't drink water, ain't food during the games, and he's out there blocking shots, getting rebounds, uh, putting up points. That I mean, he's the leading I, score in the tournament. that's left in twenty games still. Really? I didn't yeah. realize that. The, I guess Ramadan only started a few days ago. But still, that, and, and I know we've seen athletes do this before, but it just when, when these games are, I mean, they're so close together, they're so high intense, um, just to be able to do that is remarkable. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. All right. He's, he's a monster. Like, there's no one left in this tournament that's slowing him down inside. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, the final Elite Eight game, Miami taking down number two Texas in a in a pretty big. I I mean I guess they had a better record, so I mean it was still an upset. But they uh this was a, another great game. Texas just couldn't keep up with them, and I mean Miami. Um, we have what Miami, FAU, UConn, and crap, uh, San Diego State in the in the final four. Texas game, they were up 12 points, maybe, maybe 10, like really deep in the second half. And then Miami went on a run where they could not miss a shot. And in five minutes, they were up. And it's funny because Miami's different than a lot of the other teams where they don't take a bunch of three-pointers. They don't take really many at all. And they they just they, they hit their, their middies, yeah, they, like... they hit their layups. Um, and it's like something defense. about this Miami team. I don't know what it is, but they find ways to win. 
every game of the tournament, it feels like. Just like lurk, lurk, lurk for a while. And you let them hang around and then they jump on you. Yeah, that's the thing. And when you let them hang around, uh, that's that's where they can they can start hitting their shots late in the game and playing great defense. And they don't. I mean, they it's it seems like they don't commit a lot of fouls either. Um, so that's that's winning basketball right there. This so the final four complete opposite from the last year's final four where we had all blue bloods, and now it's. I mean, I guess you, uh, you can't, I don't, uh, what counts as a blue blood? I don't know. You can make the argument. Yeah, you especially if they, they win are. this They've one. They've won three titles in the last 20 years, five yeah. years. So, so if, that's a lot. <laughs> and if, if they win this one, they should definitely be in that, that category. So FAU, nine seed, San Diego State, five seed, Florida, five seed, and UConn, four seed. How like, what do you like? What do you think? Because I mean, like you could say, like you know, they beat they beat the Tandines, but like what happened here? Where this is the result that we got? I think this year in college basketball, like there just wasn't a dominant team. I thought Bama could be that team. Uh, I was shocked with the San Diego State game with how bad they were, and I think Brandon Miller was was, was the banged worst up. tournament player. He, <laughs> This year, he was terrible. <laughs> he was off. I think he averaged nine a game, uh, and that includes a terrible the zero shooting. That he put up in round one. The team he was good against was Maryland, but yeah, he was awful. So that was a huge choke job on their end. And then you had Houston, who they were dominant, but you didn't know they didn't really face anyone. They faced Bama, and Bama beat them. So that was kind of an upset waiting to happen. There just weren't many. Like Purdue always had. Or spots, you knew that that was going to be an issue. Can't handle the press. So I think it was just so wide open, and we kind of knew that going in. So it really shouldn't be that surprising that we have these random teams in the Final Four. Although UConn came into the year as a top-five team. It's not like they came out of nowhere. They were got hot at the right time, but this is like, at the end of the season, this was a team that people expected to a shot at the national title. Yeah, and they were they were great at the beginning of the year. They were number two in the the AP rankings for pretty much all of January. They they fell off. It's funny they fell off when it was Big East play. That's where they had their most trouble. They had they had a lot of Lost weird five of six. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of weird games in the Big East. And it's funny they're they're I guess they're they're almost lucky they don't have to play any other Big East teams this tournament. You're right. Um, I don't know where the hell FAU came from. Like, they won 30 games this year. They were in Conference USA, so they're kind of another one where it's like, well, how do they actually match up with real Power 6 teams? Uh, apparently pretty damn well. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know where they came from. They cooked they also, Tennessee. Cooked. Did, Sorry, you just cut out. I'm not taking any credit away from them, but... You beat eight seed Memphis, who had an up and down year. You got you lucked into playing FDU. You played Tennessee, who had a lot of flaws, who I think I had getting upset in the first round. And Kansas State, who was another like they were a three seed, but they were kind of on a Cinderella run of their own. Now you get San Diego State, who is another one where it's like, what the hell? Where did they come from? 
them losing in the first round as well. <laughs> so it just kind of like did line up for them very well. And Diego State just kicked everyone's ass. Like, got their closest game up until this Creighton game was their first round game against Charleston. Uh, they beat the shit out of Furman. The Bama game, really, like, Bama got up big early, and then the rest of the game was not close. So they just, it, they wear you down. They're not fun to play against. Which is, you see those teams, and they're, they're like, they're, they're losing early because they slow the game down so much, and they don't make shots. Or they can beat anybody. Because they're not going to make shots against them. They will bring you down at their level. Yeah, and that—I mean, that—that's—that's that's how that's how they ended up here. And that, so, is that what you think? I mean, going forward, is that what you think is going to happen against FAU? I think so. Um, as I'd love to see a nine seed in the final. I think, I mean, San Diego State's the better team, just in terms of talent. I've also been wrong about just about everything you could be wrong about. <laughs> it's a lead eight game. I thought. Convinced myself that it was Gonzaga's year because oh, they didn't no. have as much pressure on them, and then they got absolutely curb stomped. So I don't know. This game, it's almost like a coin flip. I don't really know much about either of them. Uh, I just think that San Diego State across the board is more talented. Other side, I feel like I know. We should just not overthink it. Like this is UConn's. Obviously, it's UConn's title to lose at this point not losing this right that's i don't know i'm worried now that it's like now now that it's become uconn's title to lose i i'm i'm nervous about about it so i had them in my if you're in our our wise guys tournament challenge to to win a t-shirt i uh i might i might have to keep that t-shirt for myself so if uconn i think if they they win this next game and make it to the national championship I will be locked in and winning. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll give the second place person a, a t-shirt too. Because that's not fair. That's no fun for anyone. We want to get the merch out there. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah. UConn's tournament to lose. And now you got me nervous about Miami. You got me like, nervous it talking about... Make, like, it's, it's the most cliche thing you hear about March is like, guard play. You need good guard play to go far. Miami is, like, their guards are the best in the tournament. Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack was the guy who they paid 800 grand to play here. More so guards he's than Shawshank. He's been worth it. More guards than Shawshank. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Rothstein. Yeah. Uh, did, did you know John Rothstein texts every coach before every game? Good luck. Does he really? I read that article the other day, yeah. I wonder how many so. respond. I'd be like, get out of here, John. Like, thirty percent. Yeah, I, I get scram. I, get out of here. Anywho, yeah, those guys like they have carried this team. Uh, who's the other guy? Jordan Miller. Mm-hmm. His name is. He's like six seven. He can shoot, can play defense. So he's like stepped into a big scoring role. I don't think any defense is good enough to slow these guys down. So it might. I think they're gonna be the first team to actually challenge UConn. So I thought that of Gonzaga too, scored fifty to four points. So I I don't know. Like Miami feels like they're the one that has the most like team of destiny vibe. Where 
just winning games that they're not supposed to win. They're un- they've been underdogs in every game since the first round. Then UConn's been so so dominant that I don't want to overthink it. So I'm gonna stick with UConn. Yeah, I mean they're they're my pick. I'm sticking with it. I'm not gonna flip now. And I think honestly, there's a world where there's just I mean the next two games are just or next I guess three games, but ignoring the the other side of the final four that UConn just wipes both these teams and makes it their way to the championship and wins the wins the national title. Uh, that's what of course I'm hoping. That's what I want. And this is definitely going to be, I mean, this is so cliche to say that this is their biggest test, but this is going to be their biggest test. This is the team that's played, uh, ju- like, as you said, great basketball all of March as well. And now they, now they have to come up against them. I think that their offensive, I just look like the way that they play basketball, just like, it's almost like warriors vibes without Steph Curry. Cause it's like, they, they just pass, they find open people and nobody's nobody's selfish. Nobody's taking the the, sh- the stupid shot randomly. Yeah, I mean the best player on the team, Sonoga, had like ten points. Yep. And he sat half the game because he was fasting. <laughs> Give him rest. He still put up eighty four. They were scoring every possession just because they wanted to. When they... they start running on you and shooting in transition, if they're hitting their shots, they're unbeatable. Oh, definitely. And they, they just need to make sure that Miami doesn't get to their style of basketball. They, it needs to be UConn's – they need to control the game. They need to control it early, fast, and sustain it the whole time. And that's, that's the key. They can't let Miami creep around. They can't let them creep around in the, the late in the second half. And they got to they gotta hit their shots. Force, force Miami to shoot threes. That's what I would say, which they just don't. If they can't, if they can't penetrate, then they're good for nothing. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know, because I would Miami. Hello. Found a way to win this game. Oh, sorry. You uh, I, you you froze on your side a little bit. You want to say that again? Uh, what did I? Say? Oh, um. What did I say? I forgot. <laughs> Trying the next thing. I guess it wasn't that important. Why? All right, I have an issue. Why are these games not until Saturday? It's supposed to be March Madness, not April Madness. With the final, when do you want the final four then? On a Thursday? Ah, uh, sure. Why not? Why not? Let's make it Thursday. Yeah. I, I guess I get the national championship making it, making it Monday. Dude, Monday at nine. It starts at nine. Nine, yeah. That's nine twenty. I feel like that's lame. (laughs) I feel like that's lame. It is lame. I agree with that. (sighs) It's kind of like it. It it like allows you to celebrate making the final four. Getting to the final four, even without winning a national title, is already something the program celebrate. Oh yeah, banners for final fours. Yeah, yeah. South Carolina's got their their banner there. Final four. They, I uh, guess that gives you like at least four or five days to just soak it all up. For those teams, it probably is nice. Uh, it, there yeah, definitely is a letdown, like especially this weekend. You go from first weekend. There's from noon midnight. There's a game on at all, all times. four days, and then get to the elite eight Sunday, and it's like, damn, like get that a week ago, and now we got. Now we got to have a break. And a five o'clock, and that's it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and so you got to get a break. It is between. such a letdown. 
it is like I went from like just gambling so much and watching so much basketball that I was like, all right, I need a break. <laughs> betting on two games is not as fun as betting on eight. I just I hate because they give you the taste of like watching good sports in in like in class in while you're sitting on like at like 3 p.m. on your couch and it's like we're not gonna get that until Sundays and I guess opening day opening day comes hey, out Thursday soon. Thursday that That's, uh, even that is just like one day of baseball yeah the stakes aren't high yeah no and nobody really cares because no, there's it's great 161 games left <laughs> all right it's more that's more of like no. a celebration yeah, yeah, that baseball's back. It's not intense at all. It's just like, all right, baseball's back. Yeah, That's it's true. not like I'm actually, the same easy I'm actually excited for baseball this year. Oh, here we go again. No, no, no. There's, it's fast yeah. paced no? this time. It's fast paced. Yeah. I can, I can actually yeah, so the possibly rules are, sit down and watch They it. are working already. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen the spring training games have been much quicker, and that's all I need to hear. More hits, uh, quicker Quicker time. That's all I care about. Bases are bigger. Did you see that? I did. I did. Did you? I love the when that came out. The fake picture where it's just like the the base is like the size of a kitchen table. <laughs> Humongous. Yeah. <laughs> I believed it at first too. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what the hell?" Uh, but I got I got duped there. All right. Any other Funny. March things we gotta we gotta cover before we move on? I think that was it. Was there another storyline? I mean, my team getting knocked out in the round of 32 was just, like, called it. I never addressed that, that my, my champions, the Marquette Golden Eagles, got <laughs> down you by did. Tom you're, Izzo. You were like, they're going to lose in, like, the first or two rounds. Well, as soon as I made my bracket, I was like, what am I doing? Why do I have Marquette winning? I don't know anything about this team. <laughs> one of their players, I know their coach. I didn't even watch the Big East this year. It just like kind of happened, and I think that I'm special because I don't have Bama or Houston winning, and they get beat <laughs> in the second round. <laughs> the only team in the Big Ten that can win conference or win tournament games. Oh, that should have been an immediate red flag. That hey, they might have to face Tom Izzo in the second round. That has got to be something. And a good uh, for next year in the bracket. Just like all right, who's gonna have to face Tom Izzo eventually? And let's not right, pick yeah. them. Although I think they have a really good recruiting class coming in, so they might not be a seven seed. Okay. I thought you were going to say Marquette. Anyway. I was like, oh, you're back on. You're ready for next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I guess we didn't really talk about Princeton too much. We talked about them, their first win. They ended up beating Mizzou as well, and that was a butt-whooping almost. Kicked their ass, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, beat, they were beating shocking. the whole time. Bat, tough look for the SEC, but I don't really care. Um. Yeah, then, the Big Ten was not did not have a good showing either. Uh, we won couple games, one team in the Sweet Sixteen. So, the banner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that does it. Does it for March Madness. We got to move on. We still got a lot to talk about, and we're we're gonna have to talk about another dramatic QB that's gonna take his time, and nothing's gonna come up of this for the next three or four months, but we got to talk about it anyways because everybody else is Lamar Jackson. 
So it's a running back, not a quarterback. Sorry, sorry. I got. I was looking. I was looking at it wrong. It was wrong on the wrong. Had to. Yeah, that was. A <laughs> I had to get that one in there before we get started. <laughs> um, <laughs> the so it came out yesterday. He came out on Twitter. He made a nice little post saying that he requested a trade from the Ravens all the way back on March second, and that the he the Ravens do not meet his value. He wants to wants to get paid, wants to you know get the fully guaranteed contract, and that he loves Maryland and Baltimore and whatever, but he wants to find greener pastures. And I, I don't know, like I I don't, I don't I don't even know what to think about any of this because I just don't think he's going to be traded before the draft, uh, maybe on draft day, but I think any team that signs him to a fully guaranteed contract, stupid. Um, and I also think that his best bet is to stay with the Ravens. Like, even though they don't get yeah. wide receivers, they don't help him out, but still. The, the, the one really good point that I heard was said Ravens have not met my value. Mm-hmm. However, the, the, the non-exclusive tag, other teams were able to make an offer, correct? Yeah, no teams did means no teams have met his value yeah yeah oh like is that like a red flag that maybe the value is too high you can blame it on the watson contract i think that's what it goes back to now oh yes but guaranteed definitely this uh, this 100 percent stems from the watson contract because you look at watson we, we talked about him all last year he's a scumbag that can't that isn't like meeting the standards of of normal players, and yet he gets this fully guaranteed contract from the Browns, and it throws this whole market up in in shambles. What I have heard, and from from, from podcasts and Twitter and stuff like that, is that no team is, wants to be the second team to give mm. out a fully guaranteed quarterback contract because when one second the once the second team does it. Then it's like, all right, it's becoming a pattern, and everyone's gonna want to expect this. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like the studies they do where it's like the person to start a trend, actually the second person to join in, mm-hmm. like show others that it's not crazy, but it is crazy. <laughs> uh, and Lamar is like the worst possible guy to get to a full gar- guaranteed yeah. contract. Cut, like we joke about it being a running back, but. He runs a lot, and like he's gonna get hit eventually. Very good at avoiding hits, but he's already had some injuries. Like, how could you possibly trust him? He hasn't been MVP in three years now. I think it's now four. And is it four? Yeah, time. It hasn't been like a. Hasn't like had a crazy decline or anything, but it's not. We haven't seen that season reciprocated again. No, and it's not. It's not about his performance on the field, but it's about how he's not on the field all the time. He has he's missed I think ten games last year. He didn't finish the season the year before that, and clearly he is a is a little bit of a drama queen. So I like I don't see any team doing this, having to give up all the money, having to give up all the assets, and then having this guy locked in to an NFL contract for the next five years where it's all guaranteed. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening there. There's a, there's a world where 
I heard like Jim Irsay is crazy enough to trade for him in the Colts. Um, there's there's a world where he goes yeah, back to the Ravens off uh, a different one year contract. Um, but I like I, I don't know what he is expecting from this holdout. Yeah, and they had like they given him an offer before, right? That he didn't take. Yep. The guaranteed yeah. figure wasn't right. Yeah, and I I I heard it was it was a pretty lucrative contract. It was he was probably going to be the second highest paid quarterback or something like that. And if that's like I don't if that's not good enough, Lamar, that's what you got to work with. That's what they that's what the offer is on the table. And as you said earlier, with the non-exclusive tag, no teams put in an offer. Nobody wanted to negotiate for the Ravens because they figured the Ravens were just going to match it. And like if like there's already rumors about where he's going to go and the pats are on there and your commanders are on there and they already actually, came out we said we said no yeah I, I and there that's the other thing like these teams saying no i'm sure when it comes to like push comes to shove and it's like all right you know maybe he works like maybe he gives out like a a contract that he's okay with and maybe some some of his demands go down but i don't know it if if they didn't already say no, would you have wanted Lamar Jackson as as your quarterback with all in base of all the assets you'd have to give up and all the money you'd have to spend on him? Yes. That's also coming from somebody who's never had an exciting quarterback outside of RG three. Yeah, but I, outside of RG three, I mean, this is RG three we're talking about where he could have been this type of player, and yet he got injured. And completely yeah. fell off. So I don't know. I, of course, if Lamar gets traded to the Patriots today, I'm gonna flip my stance and be all excited for. Him. I'm gonna be excited for whoever's the quarterback in the New England Patriots. But I just don't like the the cost. I'm not a fan of the cost. And I think yeah. that's that's the main. That's, main. And, and, okay, go ahead. Well, that's where I'm at too. It's like, would I do it? Yes. I fine not doing it also yes because you can sell yourself either way because i he is stud of the player mm-hmm. and the potential for when he's on the field with an actual set of weapons is super bowl caliber is yes when 14 and 2 they were the one seed they had a bad playoff game but like that team was good enough to win the super bowl put them on the commanders with those receivers and the defense that's this is probably the best commanders team that I've seen in my life. So I would do it for that reason. Willing to accept the risks that would come with it, uh, with giving up picks, the injury stuff. On the other side, it is like, all right, well, not getting him. We avoid all that stuff. We see what we got in our guy on a rookie contract. Keep all our picks. We keep our cap space and stuff like that. So I honestly, I can support either. Yeah, and like now that we're talking about it, it's like you have, you you get you're gonna get a guy who's gonna make like you're you're up he's up with the top he's up with the top ten quarterbacks um, he might even be top five and when he's fully healthy, I just I can't like he hasn't stayed on the field and that's why he hasn't gotten this contract and that's why teams aren't gonna offer him this contract. It sucks for him because like he did everything to prove himself as a player. Like, yes. All the doubts about him coming out of college, by winning an MVP, being the one seed that year, 
like those doubts were eliminated. We we can make fun of him all we want, and we will continue to do so. He will always be a running back to me, just because it's funny. Even like, if he's on the Pats, I'll call him a running back. I just I find it funny. <laughs> it, like in all seriousness, he's an amazing player. He's had an excellent career this far. There are just issues that like really can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, he can control having an agent. I think he's an idiot for not having one. Yeah. I don't know if he's in this situation if he did have one, but no, he's not at all. Because the agent advised him. Other to discussion. Take, the agent will advise him to get to take that contract that the Ravens offered, and I always found it weird because, like, with without the agent too, we never see him on any commercials. You see him with the Oakley deal, and that's about it. Uh, he's had no sponsorships. It's like the, all that stuff. He had can a be... subway thing. Did he? Making that up. No, Subway Surfers. I was gonna say he reacts to his character (laughs) in Subway Surfers. Let's go. Um, Maybe that's what I saw. But yeah, so you never see him in any commercials or any deals like that where he should be. I mean, Dak Prescott's all over the place, and he's a far better quarterback. Prescott, he's Subway, right? He's he he's Subway, he's mattress firm or something, or not mattress firm, but sleep mattress or some some smart seamless sleep mattress. Um, oh, he's, is he he's, Subway? Do I just think no, that everyone has a Subway? Yeah, commercial? he's not Subway. He's Chunky Soup. He's the uh, the Campbell's Somebody's Subway. I know Tony Romo's been in the Subway commercial. I they get everybody, so I I wouldn't be surprised. That's what I'm saying. Wrong. Okay, Gronk, Steph Curry, Derek Jeter, and Simone Biles are all in one commercial. That's why I thought everybody was in somewhere. <laughs> 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 oh, JJ Watt. Oh, and Russell Wilson, of course. Oh, the Danger Witch. The Danger uh, Witch. The most disturbing advertisement ever. So, before we move on, what besides our two teams that we just kind of discussed, and I guess... As as we both put, if they we t- they traded for Namara, we we wouldn't be upset. But what other teams do you think could make a run at him? Because a lot of teams said Lana, no. Lana said was no. the one that I saw the most. He said no. They said no. They said they 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 plan on starting Stin Desmond Ritter. No. Um, I think Jets were an option, but obviously that's gone elsewhere. Indy makes sense. Yeah, Indy makes I sense. I can't picture him in a Colts uniform. No, he he looks ugly in a Colts uniform in my mind. No. The uh, the one that I've seen people talk about, it hasn't seen it like a lot of articles, like they're interested or whatever. But the Lions, the Lions could find a way to oh. get him. That would be incredible. Oh, the Lions would be good. They'd be so much fun. And I just I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We have plenty of time to talk about this because. He ain't getting traded anytime soon. I'll, I'll break the news yeah. there. Um, so the odds, this is on the Fox article. I don't know what sports book this is. Colts plus 250, Pats plus 450, Atlanta plus 650, Commanders plus 700, Lions plus, or Titans plus 700, Lions plus 1,000. Huh. Titans, I, saw- I could see that. Which one? The Titans? Titans. Yeah, I was just about to say, the Titans seem like they could be an interesting spot for him. Him and Henry would be Mar- amazing. and Derrick Henry. Yeah, oh, my that gosh. That would be an insane backfield. <laughs> they still have no – I mean, they have – he'd be going to another team with no weapons, barely an offensive line. But – Burks. There you go. Traylon Burks. 
uh yeah they 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 could be they could be an interesting team to to go after them i but i i have i have no clue it'll be interesting to see it's not a market for them that's i that's, i know that's what i'm saying it's not a market and it's just insane that somebody would just bite the bullet and do it I think it's a thing where it's bigger than just Lamar, where it's now if they do, if like if what I said earlier, if another team does it, now everyone's got to do it. And I, I think that's where, where the hesitation comes from, from NFL owners and GMs. Uh, and that's, that's why I do kind of feel bad for him because I'm in his spot and I see this guy who had a less successful NFL career than me gone through more off the field stuff than me mm-hmm. signed that kind of contract with that much guaranteed money i'm gonna try to go out and do the same thing so can't tell him be like dude like look for less money look for less guaranteed because it's not fair <laughs> but no it isn't you're right it day, that's fair. what's gonna have to happen yeah and oh so i don't blame him for looking for it but at some point like he's gonna have to be realistic that's the thing. You you said the team's got to bite the bullet. Lamar is going to have to meet in the middle somewhere and bite some bullet and take some less guaranteed money. And you also, it's not fair. It, he, he should, he earned, I mean, he earned every cent of that Deshaun Watson contract. Um, that, like, that's what it, that would have been a, a fine contract to give up. Nobody would have batted an eye. And yet this diddler who had 24 cases uh, against him got it. And now you're supposed to tell him like you're not as you're not as good as an employee as him. It's like, come on now. Right. And it also like he's trying to I think if he think I think in his mind, like if he gives up, it's like, well, we'll never get there. We'll never get to the mm. full and guaranteed contracts for all my guys. And I don't know. I guess power to Lamar. He can, you know, he can do whatever he wants. But uh hopefully hopefully this gets resolved soon because I hate I hate this type of this type of talk where it's like, Oh, yeah, I wonder where he's going to go. I wonder. Where, yeah. And it's like the same thing we've had with Rogers the past two years. And now I'm worried that it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. And like, there's only so much that we can say about it. Yeah. Everything that we've said is going to be the same thing that we can say about it in a week. Yep. And what's interesting, Unless, like some groundbreaking source comes out and fills us in with more information. Well, that's, I was just about to say, that's the interesting thing is none of the, no Adam Scheffner is really tweeting any of this stuff. No, um, who's the other ones? Like none of the, yeah, Rappenport, any of those guys, because Lamar doesn't have an agent. He's only talking to the Ravens and the Ravens know that if they spill something that it's going to go direct, like Lamar is going to know it came directly from them. So not, no, there's been no leaks. There's been no, uh, there's not been anything. There's been nothing besides what Lamar has tweeted, and um, and the Ravens are staying put. They, I mean, John Harbaugh said right, right in his interview, like he's gonna, he expects Lamar to be their quarterback one coming week one. So I think he will be. I, I think I think that's where it's ending up too, and let's uh let's just put that to bed and and move on because we know we're gonna talk about it in a couple months. So let's just move on. So some great news for you, Chris. Speaking of things that we talk about way too all time, it, again, is mostly speculation. We're getting there. The offer it's is not on speculation the table. Anymore. There are two 
Six billion dollar offers on the table for the commanders. Apparently Dan wanted seven. That he'd be willing to take six. So now it's money where your mouth is. Or the money and run, I guess, would be a more interesting analogy. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> this is like this is the, the, the most real news that we've had this wholesale process is there is a group two separate individuals that have offers on the table now it's just like I guess it's going to be a bidding war like they're not going to go much higher than 6 billion I doubt and then it's just paperwork he's out of here so the possible savior of the Washington commanders and the Washington franchise is none other an Irving Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Harris and Mitchell Rails group, I have no idea who those guys are, but they included... Josh Harris. Oh, Josh Harris, you're right, you're right. Uh, they included their final, uh, final piece to the puzzle, which is Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson is... Uh, so now they have the, the asking price, $6 billion. Um, so it looks like a Canadian bil- bil- billionaire also was the one yeah. who submitted. Steve Apostolopoulos. Yes, gotta be Greek. It's Greek. It's gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how to, that's. I definitely butchered that, but he's Greek. So he submitted so, a bit as well, uh, and now it's just waiting know. for Dan to to what pick? Just like he just picks. Yeah, an offer. I guess so. I I still think that Bezos could swoop in with like one billion. I, I, if if I'm Bezos, yeah, Bezos, if I'm Bezos, I'd be I'd do it. I'd just be like, oh, they they say six, ah, eight, bam. It's like <laughs> it's like Bezos doesn't care. He has that money in his back pocket. Uh, I don't really know anything about these people, but they're, they're not, not Dan Snyder. Snyder. Yes, that's all that I care. They're about. not. I've seen Dan there's Snyder. this guy I follow on Twitter that's like, uh, like these guys, they don't really do anything for me. Like I'm not really cool with them. It's like. What do you mean? Like, what could you possibly know about these people? You know that and they're also, not the biggest screw-up in the world. Just who we have now. Yeah, I was going to say, how first, how do, you, like, how do you judge these billionaires? And second, none of them are Dan Snyder. None of It can't <laughs> get worse. It can't be worse. No, it literally cannot get worse. <laughs> so, like, that, when you look at the worst owners in sports, it's like him, and it's Dolan, I guess. And then, like, who who is worse? No one is worse. No. And no, he's not even worse baseball. than Dolan. No. He isn't worse, or he is worse? I was going to say he, he is worse than Dolan. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, like, you can look at baseball, and those guys, a lot of those guys suck because they're cheap. He just sucks because he sucks. <laughs> like, there's a salary cap... The NFL is fair, unlike baseball, where it actually matters how much your owner is willing to spend. He's just a horrible mismanager and a shitty person. Yeah, just, yeah, terrible manager, terrible person. And I, I hope it's magic. I mean, I'm praying it's magic. Just get some, get some magic in D.C. And I would love that. that. It would be awesome. His tweets... His, every time you see how much him at of a the game, six billion do you think Magic can actually contribute? Though like, I was gonna say, there's no way Magic has a billion dollars. I mean, maybe no, he has a billion, like a couple hundred million. Yeah, he's got to be a small piece to this. Um, I'm trying to see. 
if it's under twenty million is his net worth. Oh, okay. So he probably contribute like a hundred million to it. Definitely. How much liquid assets he has, but the NFL is better investment than whatever he's invested in. Oh, and yeah, the commanders would be would be a great investment for him. So when when this happens, do you see the do you see uh like I I, I don't know, are we gonna like what do you what do you expect like I guess just expecting not Dan Snyder? In like big picture, what are my expectations or like right away? Let's go big picture. I mean hope is restored. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I can It's finally... like the Death Star blowing up. <laughs> no, it's like getting the plans to blow up the Death Star. We haven't actually done anything yet. Oh yeah, I mean this is, but, yeah, yeah. This is. Um I mean, there's like you can actually think about them winning a Super Bowl. It's not like you won't like go into every offseason like, ah, oh, it really doesn't matter that much because like you know that you you don't just know that they're gonna screw it up somehow. I mean, it'll take a while for that stink to go away, but fans will come back, be a new stadium, hopefully some juice, some excitement in the city for the team. Does uh, the Commanders' name stay? I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, that would be the third name change in like five years, which would yeah. be kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't really care. Like, if you don't think it's a good name, if the owner doesn't like it and like, gonna own the team for 50 years, then go ahead, change it. But uh, that's the least of my worries now. I mean, the stadium is so much more important to me than the name. Oh, definitely. And there was so Dan had plans on on moving and getting to another stadium. Was there, I mean, I guess there wouldn't be any other plans leaked out because no one else is the, the owner right now. So it, that would be, that'd be interesting to see. Maybe they could try to reboot RFK. Maybe they move somewhere else. I think it was Virginia. That's the site. It ha- it's gotta be there. It's gotta be RFK. Virginia would be a disaster. Yeah, no, that, it would just, yeah, that would be a disaster. I agree. Uh, I've heard National Harbor thrown around. I don't, know if there's room there I was gonna say, that would be okay would they put that there not sure that, that would, would be a, be a weird cool area spot. to have it yeah it'd be a cool area but it would be kind of weird to just throw a stadium in there yeah well it wouldn't be like like right downtown but yeah you could i'll have to like look at the map and see where uh, but that would be my second favorite location i think get the hell out of landover what do you want it there it's gotta be in dc you know yeah i i think they they need to make it in dc too but whether it i mean like of course boys home we we love them in maryland but i they definitely they definitely need to go to dc yeah like congress will actually work with another owner that's not dan i think oh definitely they were like they were not building dan snyder stadium on federal land it was not gonna happen (laughs) we will see with a new face that's the spot like that's one A, year of its own. That's exciting. That's exciting. I'm excited oh, for you. See, and I think that will happen like relatively quick. Like that's first order business. FedEx lease expires in 2027, so like I get on this pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. Four years to build a stadium. That's that's plenty of time, but I'll figure it out in two years. Then you got two years to build a stadium. And then what are you playing it like Maryland? 
the Vikings did when their stadium got destroyed by a blizzard, I think it was. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, play in some college stadium. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Be cool. It would be, yeah. Better anyway. games in College Park. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that would be, be cool. great for you. Just walk to the game. Yeah, right. Um, I wouldn't want to. All right. Maybe I would, actually. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Now you're getting the right mindset. Yeah. Well, I was even thinking today, I was like, I might actually want, like, I know I swore it off again. I had to do it, but I might relapse again. <laughs> Once, <laughs> let the sale go through first. Let the sale go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna. Because <laughs> my, literally my worst nightmare the whole world is what happened with the Angels. The Angels owner said that he was going to sell, and everybody was like, oh my god, like, thank god. Finally, Trout, Notani, like, going to get some help. This guy's not going to destroy the team. And he said, actually, I have some unfinished business. I'm not going to sell the team. I don't think I don't think that's an option. I don't think that's an option for Dan anymore. I think if he that happens, he's just gonna they're gonna like a victim. Right? Yeah. If (laughs) I hope that if that happens, they're just like no, 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 no. You started it, sell it. Yeah. No, they want him out. The NFL wants him out. Yeah. So So, it'll be forced. Hopes are as about like as high as they can be, still being a little bit cautious. All right, yeah, keep it Because I don't want to get hurt. I'm very excited. Like, I saw that alert, and I was like, wow. Wow, like, this, this is real. It's, it's, you, you just yeah, need, give, me, a bit. give me the Schefter alert that it's done, though. Yeah, yeah. You need the pen to the paper. I don't know how long. Yeah. He said that there's people around the league think that it could be done by the draft. Gives you 30 days. Yeah, I heard somebody on the radio said in the summer. We'll see. Let's get it done. I'm in no rush. Wanna yeah, there's no there's no games coming anyway, so just no rush. I, I agree. I uh but I'm excited to see see what it finally finally it all gets gets done. Uh other quick NFL news that came out today, people can wear number zero in the NFL now. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a thing that happened. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is the the first player to change his can number. Wear zero? I think anyone can wear a zero, pretty much. Uh, wait, except for offensive line and defensive line. There's zeros in college. Yeah, there's zeros in college. There's not a lot, there. but there's some. I haven't seen them. Rashad Bateman was one. Um, a first round pick this year, Christian Gonzalez. Where's it? Um, I would love to see an offensive lineman do it. That's sad. I know. They're not allowed to get anything. Like Jason Kelsey with a big zero. Big zero in the middle. <laughs> so now I'm looking at it right now. So the full proposal now allows punters and kickers to wear any number from zero to 49 and 90 to 99. Yes. That's like the college kickers that wear 97. I yep. love that. Yep. So those are in like 40, <laughs> 47, 45, like <laughs> right. just like random ass numbers. But when I when – I, like picture a kicker wearing number 48 i just think of some guy that weighs like 120 pounds that shanks every kick imaginable oh if my if my nfl kicker's trotting out there with anything greater than four four <laughs> then yeah. It's four. yeah 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 that's, that's what true. it is but uh, no not four i was gonna say like anything higher than you know like 17 
then I'm going to be like, all right, this guy's not making anything. Yeah. My, it's punter it's, or four kicker. is the number. Anything above four, I don't like. Best <laughs> way is three. That's good. <laughs> Who even is your kicker? Joey Sly. He wears six. Joey Sly? Yeah, he's not three. Yeah, he's not. He's not great. Um, he's fine. So in the world. Yeah, that that's that's the thing that happened this year or this this off season. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, now especially with the rules last year, there was kind of no reason not to put zero on the board. Like they can wear every other number. Like sure, why not put just a zero? Yeah. Um, they better not be able to wear double zero though. That would be <sighs> gross. It'd be really gross. Um, zero should never be allowed. Like if you can't wear zero six, then you shouldn't be able to wear zero zero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, exactly. And they should be allowed to wear zero six. Who should wait? What'd you say? I said I'm not saying they should be allowed to wear zero. No, six. no, no. Point against double zero. Yes, I agree. Never be allowed. Um. All right. Is there any other NFL news? I mean, no, there no other huge signings. XFL defenders still six and zero. Speaking of O's win last night. Yeah, that was a that was a cool Monday Night Football game. They that was their Close. closest game. Yet, and they still book. They still down them. though. Yeah, they uh, they the XFL did them dirty. They they play again Saturday. Monday to Saturday. Yeah, that's a brutal stretch. The road for them. too. Mm-hmm. Or is it at home? I think it's on the road. I think they're in Seattle this time. Oh, and they got to fly east to west. That's terrible. Hmm. That's terrible. Not cool. Um. Other than that, I I haven't I I'm I haven't watched the XFL. I haven't either. All right, cool. Beat the Battlehawks twice. Yeah, I did see that. So did see suck that. it, St. Louis. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then you want to get to get to the college corner. Yeah. Go ahead. Take the reels. I'll, I'll get the the bat out of the way because that part got deleted. And I was talking about going in the tournament. Uh, had to play perfect to beat Bama. They were far from perfect. They couldn't hit a shot to save their lives. He's got in foul trouble within three minutes of the game. Kept it close for a half, which was nice. Second half got out of control. So it was a bad loss, but I don't know how many people actually really expected them to make a run against that Bama team. So at the end of the day, it was a very successful first season for Willard. They weren't even supposed to make the tournament. They made it and won a game. Big news was this morning that Jameer Young is going to come back one more year. So what He's year is he? Be a fifth-year senior this year. Oh, so wow. You've been watching for a while. Uh, well, he was at Charlotte. He just transferred this year. Oh, okay. All right, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, so it'll, be, it'll only be a second year here. Nice. He was your leading scorer all year, right? Um, second team all Big Ten. A pretty strong argument for him to be first team, but beyond the point. Uh, so they have recruiting class coming in, Reese coming back as well, two returning starters, three incoming four star freshmen, and a whole offseason to work the transfer portal. And the transfer so portal is good. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, lot of, of players. Yep. And oh, hopes are already very high for next season. Expectations are going to be up there. 
we'll see how they do with because like this year is kind of like a we'll see what happens here not really much expectations they did well so we'll see how willard does with some real expectations there you go anything else besides basketball uh we're playing a baseball game right now there you go how's your baseball team been doing good they had a rough start to the year but we're up they played ucf this weekend and they were up like eight nothing going into the ninth their pitcher threw eight innings give up no runs and then they won eight to six. Ooh. So that was a little concerning. Yeah. Uh know what the deal is with the bullpen. But they've they've bounced back. Good, good. I don't know if they're not. On down sure. south, on my side, let's talk about the, the women's basketball team. They are they're I mean, we've been talking about them briefly, briefly all year. They are just a well-oiled machine, and they've been that all year. They're now in the final four of the women's tournament, going up against Iowa. I'm actually concerned a little bit because that girl, Clark, Clark, that scored 40 in a game. Yeah, 41. 12 12 assists and 10 rebounds. That that was a butt-whooping against the, the Cardinals. And, man, I just like that that type of score. And I'm sure... Don Staley, the hero of this campus, will figure it out. And I'm sure they'll probably still be favored by a lot. But they have just been... 14 and a half point favorites against Maryland. They were what, 14 and a half? Yes. Damn. That, so, let's talk about... We had a little wise bowl last night. Maryland was up early on the Gamecocks. Yeah, uh, hang the banner. First quarter lead. There you go. They, uh, <laughs> I was actually... I was getting a little concerned. I was watching the game yet because I was trying to... I was studying for a test and getting to my uh, library where I was going to watch it in the background. And they were, they were, they were up early, but the, the women took control. Aaliyah Boston with 22 points. Uh, Bria Beal was cooking with 16s. I cooked 18. They, uh, they're, they're a machine, and they get, the, they get stuff done. So I'm excited to see them. They're unstoppable. They really are. They're now 36-0, and and I'm excited to see what they do against Iowa. Which, which is probably going to be maybe the most watched women's basketball game ever. <laughs> like, people are excited for this. I mean, yeah. Like, I've Caitlin seen a lot. Clark is the most marketable women's player in my lifetime, I think. So, it'll be, it'll be great to see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's a battle, honestly. I want to see the, these Gamecocks go through a little adversity. Hopefully, they take the dub. And we... Uh, no, we got a Celtics fan going to the Metro. You can see it Celtics from here. In town in oh DC. yeah, I'm looking yeah. out my window. Yeah, they play the Zards tonight. Like, that way, so Damn, don't like that. The Sorry to interrupt. No, it's all right. Another Wise Bowl night, though. They're, yeah, they're the Wizards are going to get wrecked. They're not playing. They're, <laughs> it's a it's a trap game for the Celtics, so you have that on your on your side. But uh, I think Bradley Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis are all out. So <laughs> get ready for a lot of Denny. All right, on the men's side. Continue. No, it's all right. Women's side, it just their their goal has been the same all year. Hopefully, they're they're going to win that national championship soon. On the men's side, Gigi Jackson declared for the draft. Um, good good luck. You're going to be like a twentieth pick and probably be in the G League for a couple of years. But I I wish him the best. 
I'm going to get a jersey. Think he will be a first rounder? From what I'm seeing right now, he's still projected to be a first rounder. I could see him slipping, though. I could definitely see him slipping. And yeah. to to definitely late in the first round, I think I, right now I've seen him mocked at like 20, 22. But, I mean, at the beginning of the year, he was mocked at, you know, uh, almost a almost a pop, possible lottery pick, um, mm. top top fourteen at least, and now he's he's barely he's barely sniffing the first round. So, I if I was him, I would have stayed another year. I mean, you're still eighteen; you're not missing out on that much. You still could have a great long NBA career. But that's the route you want to go. That's the route you want to go. I hope that whatever team he does go to, use like is I hope he's just not a got some guy stuck on the bench. Some guy stuck in the G League, but I could I could see that as well. He's still got a lot of growing to do, and uh, well, I'm good luck to him in the next chapter. I'm excited to see where he goes, and I'm gonna get a jersey. That's all I'm saying. There's no ill will for him being a whiny bitch at the end of the year. No, there's no ill will. He still came here. He didn't have to. I mean, I guess he kind of did have to because North Carolina didn't have enough scholarships, but. Either way, he still came. I still got to root for him in person. He is a little punkish and a little whiny, but that's okay. He'll, he'll I mean, that's not going to fly in the NBA. He ain't going to be pouting in the NBA, so he can just, if he does that, he can just get benched. Um, but excited to see where he goes. And it'd be fun. I mean, it, of course, it'd be it'd be fun if he if he landed on the Celtics. A nice little late first round pick. That would be cool. Bit. That'd be really cool. Um, so but cool. anyways. The rest of the roster, I right now there's one, two, three, four, five people on the roster. Six. Seven. <sighs> seven all right, seven players on the roster. Okay. That haven't Plenty. already Yeah, I guess so. Plenty. That's all you need. Um that haven't declared for the transfer portal. So we're Thanks we're losing a bunch of no. We have a couple I mean, we have a recruit. I told you the, the number one guy in Wisconsin, Chris. How could you forget? I've heard. No, yeah, I yeah. mean, does the seven include him? No, 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 that doesn't include him. Okay. So I guess, I mean, I, that's a little more than I thought, but it's not like any of them are really good. But anyways, uh, they, they got a lot, they got a lot, do a lot of work in the transfer portal, a lot of work recruiting. There was two tweets today that I saw two different Finnish players, like visiting this weekend, I guess. Finnish? Yeah, like from Finland. And I just saw both of those guys and I was like, I want them. I want a whole finish team. <laughs> I want to get – let's get all the international guys. I don't care. I Anyone who wants to play basketball at South Carolina, I'm welcoming. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with the Euro guys. We've got two Euro guys right now that are just eating scholarships. Oh, they, I, see it seems minutes. like – besides Tennessee, it seems like a lot of them don't even play. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee, it's the whole team. Yeah. The so, pipeline. Hopefully – not a not a lot of other guys decide to transfer. I main, mainly Michi Johnson. I just hope he doesn't transfer because he was mm. the he was the most electric player besides Gigi on the on the court. And it's gonna be a whole new team, whole new team. I'm rooting for next year, but I'm excited, and I I still have faith in in good old Lamont. I don't see this Wisconsin guy looking at 2023 commits guy from utah and south carolina unless this oh, guy just utah. plays in utah i i could Colin murray boils i think that's him let me look let me look Let's see 
It's, he plays in an academy, so maybe he's from Wisconsin. I could have sworn. That's what it said. <laughs> um, let me look. So basketball. Let's go. How do I switch to twenty? One of the more underrated players in 2023. There you go. Why can't I switch to... Um... No, his hometown is Columbia. Oh, he ended up in Utah. These guys could take so many like weird uh, AAU routes now. Like I don't even know where half these guys come from. Like uh, half the guys from Maryland end up in MG Academy in Florida. You know what's funny? One of my fraternity brothers played at NMG. Really? Yeah. Um. All right, South Carolina recruits. Got Arden Conyers from South Carolina. All right, 2023. This is great podcasting, by the way. It's good podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. We have those two guys. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's Utah, and I got it confused with Wisconsin, but I could have sworn it was Wisconsin. I just want to see some sort of transfers come in, something. That would be nice. Someone I can look at where he played a couple years in college. I can look at the stats and try to make an opinion yeah. of him. Um, and well, we're going to need some more players, so we're going to get someone, <laughs> um, <laughs> might have to, might he have has to, to play. Yeah. Maybe He's I'll going to have to join the team. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going in. I'm going in. I, if, if, someone's gonna, losing. if someone's going to turn this team around, it's going to be me. So I, I'll, I'll uh, Lamont, you want to give me a call? I'll try out. Give me the, uh, basically had to try it already. I did, and on I on the floor. I it worked out, didn't it? I gotta just work on my free throws. I gotta work on my free throws. Um. Anyways, with uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, me. Yeah, ben Simmons. <laughs> um. Anyways, I don't think there's really any other news. The main, the main thing, the main buzz around campus is this women's basketball team, and excited to see, uh, excited to see them hopefully win the championship. Oh, actually, that's not true. Baseball is is great. They're like, they're, uh, I think they're 11th in the nation right now. And Good. they've, they've been, they've been throwing heaters. They lost a weird one to Charlotte, but no matter. A little hiccup in the road. It'll be all right. Um, uh, all right. Do we want to address your Barstool account or just not give it the attention? I I mean we're we're on the same page here. You want to talk about our bar my barstool account? I don't want to address it because I don't want to stoop to that level. All right, then we'll just move on. All right. <laughs> Do you want to you want to talk about some baseball before we go? Want to Yeah, we can do a we can do a little more in-depth preview on Friday. But I mean day is Thursday as I think we mentioned earlier. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. 30 teams in action so it's very exciting it's really to me it's like i mean day and the masters is like the start of spring at least oh, sports yeah. wise so i'm very excited uh i think it's a pretty open field this year the astros are going in as the favorite again but it's it's tough to repeat so there's a lot of team and like obviously you saw with the phillies last year anyone could go World Series. It's just about getting hot at the right time. But uh, 
couple really good divisions, really bad divisions. The NL East is going to be crazy good again. The Mets didn't, and the Braves and the didn't Phillies. Didn't the Mets guy, a, a big he, Mets guy, hurt himself in the World Classic? Yeah, Edwin Diaz, he's their closer. He tore his, I don't think it was ACL. Tore something. He's out for the year. Damn. That's a shame. That um, is a shame. Very Mets thing to happen. Yeah, especially in the world, the world baseball classic. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we lost to Shohei Itani of Japan. I, I did see that. I don't think I we ever talked that. about the WVC, but congrats to Japan, I guess. Um, the fact that it's like the the highest, like the stars that everyone wanted to see in that World Classic Baseball are on the same team in the MLB, and they can't win a hundred games. Oh, they can't win 80. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is on. ridiculous. And they'll probably finish fourth in their division. It's so sad. It's, yeah, so it sad. really is heartbreaking. Like, Tony's probably might be gone after this year. I heard he's a Red Sox. <laughs> I heard he's going to be a Red Sox. So I'm, I'm he ready. He likes the West Coast. Maybe he'll just go right across the street and play for the Dodgers. Oh, great. Do- yeah, because the Dodgers need some help. Um, That's definitely what they need. They, they might. They're have, they're, they might have a down year this year. They lost a couple guys. Oh, okay. Down year for them is winning 92 games instead of 105. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like the – I don't know who to take World Series. Um, Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres in the NL. I think all could have a shot at it. Um. American League, Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, A's, Guardians, Mariners, maybe throw them in there. I think those are your teams that have a real shot at it. So that's 13 out of 30 teams, I think, have a real shot at the World Series. Um, see, I'd be a team that comes out of nowhere. Are you going to – so you told me beforehand that you, you got to – you got a, a future, so are you gonna? Oh, should, should we tease it for the next for Friday? Is it? Yeah, we'll tease all right, it. All right. So I have a sleeper team that I'm excited about. Coming Friday is uh is Chris's sleeper team for the and the guy who gave you the Rams. Yes. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. From the people who brought I think you the, the White Sox last year. <laughs> oh God! Didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> the White Sox. All right. I think the last segment I've already locked in. The last segment we, we're gonna do, and we're we're gonna try to. I'm gonna email Prize Picks, see what they what they think about this. So, if you don't know what Prize Picks is, it is just a nice little NBA basketball, college basketball. You just pick a player, and you uh you go over or under on whatever point says, over or under on rebounds. You know, it's classic stuff to uh. To make a parlay. So you can add up to six players. And on Tuesdays, where we have we have a Wise Guys Tuesdays, they have Taco Tuesdays. And that means that they give you a reduced amount of points um, to uh, a reduced amount of points to a player. Uh, right now, it was earlier today, I got Trey Young with 21 and a half points instead of like 27. And right now, it switched to Steph Curry. And get Steph Curry twenty three and a half over under points, so it's a fourteen percent discount on on Steph Curry's 
uh, rankings. And Chris, I'm gonna now with that. You want to help me make a prize pick? Uh, All right. So we. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add the curry. I'm gonna use the taco. Add the curry. Twenty three and a half against New Orleans tonight. Pretty typical curry. I think it could get it done. Um, any. What was it from? What was the discount? It was twenty seven and a half. Now it's twenty three and a half. So you get four right, points. Well, if, yeah, the total's going down. We're taking the over. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So, the um, I guess maybe you don't like you want to you want to look at the the teams that are playing tonight. See if any any guys jump out on you. I'm gonna I'll, I'll give you I'll throw you some names. Um, picks are we making? What? How many picks are we making? Let's do let's do a little three leg. We'll just do do three. So we'll have the taco. I'll pick one, and then you can uh you could give me one. Either rebounds, assists, rebounds plus assists, three pointers, um, or just points. Yeah, points is the easiest. Is uh shy on there? Gilgis, sure he is. Yeah. Let me check. Oh, they playing tonight? It's the Hornets. What the heck? Why isn't Shy on here? No, let me see what He's I have out. for OKC. He could be out. Uh, OKC, we have, I saw Giddy on there. Dort, Jalen Williams. Um, the other Jalen Williams. And then Charlotte, we got Dennis Smith Jr., Nick Richards, and PJ Washington. Any of those so, names you want to check? Giddy, he's 19 points. This is over-under. Game log real quick. <laughs> I can show you what's cool about that's what's cool about uh, prize picks. You can click right there. Last night again, or a couple nights ago against Portland, seventeen. Then you had twenty-seven against the Lakers, eighteen against the Clippers, thirteen against the Clippers, and sixteen against the Pelicans. So Ooh, we're at nineteen. Yeah. Do you want to go? Should we go? Should we go under or try to move on and maybe maybe take another guy? Because picking the under is no fun. Yeah, picking the under sucks. Move on. All right. Um, ooh, Herb Jones. You want to, oh, never mind. Herb Jones is bad lately. Okay. Let's, let's go with someone. Let's go with Paolo. Paolo Vancaro, 19 and a half. Think we can get over? It's going to be guarding him on the Grizzlies. Um, probably maybe Tillman or Jaron Jackson. Maybe Dylan Brooks. Right. I think we got it. Yeah, I think we should do, do that it. one. All right. And then I want to pick a player threes. Three-pointers made. I always like doing that. Let's do... Tatum. We, oh, Tatum's not even on here. We could do Brown, but not Tatum. We can do Tatum points. But oh, so what, what's the deal with Brown? What's the thing you tweeted? Oh, okay. So Jalen Brown comes out in a... There's an article written about him, how he uh, basically, I mean, like, it's, it's the writings on the wall of him just wanting out and not, mm. not playing for the Celtics anymore. He's, he always has monotone press conferences. I'm sure it's not anything. I'm sure he just, but it's basically the bottom line is like, you know, he doesn't, he always feels like the, the little brother. He's never, he's always under Tatum's spotlight. And, mm. and he didn't, he doesn't said any of this. But it's always like speculation and stuff, and he just has a monotone voice that and never really says anything. 
So they they asked about the standing ovation that they gave him when he dropped 41 against some team uh, the other night, maybe the Spurs. And he got a standing ovation. The crowd gave it to him. They there's there, People make like articles where it's like he didn't acknowledge it, where he clearly did. He saluted the crowd and then took a seat. And people ask him comments about the game, if that like standing ovation you know helps him out or at all and stuff. And he was just like, I'm here to do my job. So that's where it's like, all right, maybe he wants out. Maybe he wants out of here. But I don't know. I still, I absolutely love Jalen Brown. There's, uh, there's no way I want him gone. Let's do, let's do Sadiq Bay over one and a half three pointers. Let's get it in there. I, we talked about Sadiq Bay on the, um, on the trades podcast, and I got got a little flack from it from a couple of my friends. Like, why are you even talking about <laughs> Sadiq Bay? So that's why we're adding him on there. So we have Curry over 24 points, basically. Paolo over 19 and a half. And Sadiq Bey over one and a half three-pointers. That is our flex play of the day. It would be f- I'm putting in $5 to win 25 Love it. Love it. Solid. Yeah, so that's prize picks. Hopefully, I'm going to talk to them. Maybe we can get something, something worked out here. Maybe official sponsorship. But as of nothing as of right now. So... Anyways, I think that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. It's great to be back. Uh, we, we're not going on any more vacations, so don't, uh, don't expect uh, another week off. We're going to be back twice a week, as we always are. And we'll see everybody come. Grind is on. What? The grind is on. Yes, sir. We'll see everybody Friday.